With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to Ed Fruit here on the Hammer Betting Network, a daily live NHL show Monday through Friday, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Today is Tuesday, April 4th. We've got about a week and a half left on the NHL schedule and just a quick reminder as I forgot about it yesterday but no NHL games this Friday so there will be no uh, Edgework show this Friday Easter Friday so uh, everyone can enjoy the day off and no no worries about betting or having to get up and sort through the lines and find player props and stuff like that on Friday morning it'll be a day off for everyone so then we'll bounce back come back here on uh, Monday but uh, yes just wanted to remind people of that as I did forget to bring that up yesterday but Joined here today by Russ and uh, Todd. Russ, how's it going? You're feeling pretty good after you gone now two and zero on the show with your props. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, we've done we've done well recently. I hope to keep the momentum going. But yeah, it's a great week, man. We got Masters starting up on Thursday. We've got the playoffs here coming soon. So yes, it's this crunch time right now. So I'm excited to get going. And Todd, now you're into a position here where we're looking at the Devils are just back of Carolina. Might be a little bit hard to creep up and catch them for first in the uh, in the Metro right now. But how are you feeling about the Devils as you go down the stretch? Uh, I'm excited. Uh, they've only made the playoffs once since I was in high school, and they won one game. And they were like you knew before the series even started they were going to get crushed, so it wasn't very entertaining. <laughs> so I'm just excited to be watching good hockey again. Yeah, fair enough. I'll be honest with you guys. I am not excited because there's like about nothing that I could possibly be excited about with this until mm-hmm. I see anything happen at all. And then uh, even after that point, even if there's a playoff round win for this Leafs team, it'll still be like tainted with something for sure. I, I know that. It's, it'll be like when the Raptors beat the Warriors and they're like, well, they were uh, injured and tired. It's going to be like that right. with uh, Tampa. That's what, that's what we're going to hear. So it's got to be a run. That's what it has to be. It's a, it's a, it's cup or nothing. Otherwise, I'm disappointed here as a Leafs fan. But we will go through each of the games here today. We do have a bunch on the schedule, so we'll go through as uh, all the games, give out as many best bets as we can find in these games, whether it be player props, sides, totals, first periods. I saw Russ getting into the uh, the draw season from with Alex B. Smith uh, from our Monday and uh, Wednesday show the other day on the weekend there. So we'll break down all of those. If anybody in the chat has any questions, please make sure to send them. We'll run through them here as we go along. If you've got your own best bet, we will break that down and uh, and talk about that and give our opinions on those bets as well. So make sure to fire those into the chat. But before we get into today's show, if you do want to track all the picks that we've given out on the show throughout the course of this season so far, you can do so on the bet stamp app. You can find us in the Find Better section as Edgework HQ. And honestly, for us, uh, we find the easiest way to improve as sports better is to use multiple sportsbook and always get the best odds. We recommend using an odds comparison tool to do this, like BetStamp. BetStamp compares odds across every sportsbook for games, futures, and 
and player props like you'll see us give out here today. You can save time and money by checking BetStamp before you bet. Make sure to download the app today. iOS, Android, you can find it on web as well. If you're looking to sign up for a new sportsbook account, a book that you see here on screen today that we don't ha- uh, that you don't have yet, make sure to go over to betstamp.app slash edgework as well as the link in the description to sign up for those books. It does help support the show. So let's get into uh, today's bets. Uh, I'm seeing here notifications of players coming back. We got mm-hmm. uh, so money already getting fired up about the Oilers here. Of course, shocker of course. there, really, yeah, yeah. real shocker there. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't take long. Yeah. Uh, so we'll get into all the uh, all the games here today, and let's start here with the one that I'm seeing right now with Daniel H breaking some news here. Good morning. Just got a notification mm-hmm. saying Ryan O'Reilly broken finger was going to take four weeks and now it has been four weeks. Exactly. Columbus on the road to take on the Toronto Maple Leafs in Toronto here tonight. Russ mentioned it prior to the show starting there to me. Looks like Joseph Wall will be in net for the Leafs uh, after we saw Murray injured in the game on uh, on. Tuesday night or on Sunday night I guess it was and uh, Samsonov has to hop in there on the back-to-back so Wall will be start looks like he'll be going here tonight against Columbus might be getting O'Reilly back into the lineup tonight Toronto in this 5-3-2 in their last 10 they're four points up on Tampa so at this point just to hold on to home ice you're going to have to put together some points at the end as Tampa has been playing a lot better of late and you've got an opportunity to do so here against a Columbus Blue Jackets team that, uh, I mean, well, they're going hard for Bedard at this point. They're seeing the points this kid's putting up in the WHL, waving the white flag and saying we'd like to see him wearing a Blue Jackets jersey next season. That being said, we're seeing a big price on Columbus here tonight. Plus 335. Um, This is typically a spot with this Leafs team where you kind of look at and say, well, I'm Mm -hmm. not laying that big price on them. Would this possibly be a spot here, Russ, tonight where you might be interested in a number on Columbus against the Leafs or just not get necessarily? It over with? I, I mean, I do, I do certainly lean towards the Jackets here. When I saw that minus 400, minus 425 for the Leafs, um, I, that was certainly the first way I looked was the Jackets. Uh, before the mics went live this morning, Zach and I were chatting a little bit about this Leafs team. And I think you really need to be careful with who they are starting. You know, I think they've been sitting some guys, they've been sitting some forwards. I think they're going to start sitting some defensemen and rotating some uh, players in just to kind of get right, right before the playoffs. So that's something to monitor this time of year. Um, Especially if you're thinking about playing on this Leafs team, definitely check out the lineups because Mitch Marner has been sitting, Ryan O'Reilly has been sitting. It looks like they could be back tonight. Both of them are skating this morning, Um, but still, you know, that doesn't mean a ton. So I would still monitor that. Um, honestly, there will be no plays for me here. I did. I was looking at um, a couple of player props because uh, the jackets are so bad on defense. 32nd in scoring chances allowed. This team is literally dead last in scoring chances allowed. So I think the Leafs should be able to get whatever they want, which leans to a couple of uh, props, maybe overs. But it's just too hard to tell which of these teams are or which of these players are going to be in tonight and then how they play uh, with those other players on the line that they don't normally see. So I think, you know, I think that Toronto will probably get out of here with a pretty easily easy win. But there will be no play for me on this one. 
Yeah, fair enough. I, I mean, it's hard enough to track, keep track of the lines in terms of mm-hmm. who's going to be playing that night and then the way Sheldon Keefe's kind of been uh, running the bench just from someone who watches it every night. It's like even once you get into a game, into the game plan, it's kind of hard to determine who's going to be playing together from first period to second period to third period. So it's been yep. a little bit difficult to gauge some of that stuff, especially now as we go down the stretch and they're trying to figure things out. But uh, yeah, I, I see JH said seeing Murray for Leafs um i can confirm what russ no. is saying here i'm pulling yeah it up yeah right it's now. just it like wall. It's, it's wall. Yeah, yeah and uh samsonov is backing up so murray will not be even on on the bench here tonight <laughs> he won't be in gear I actually i have a play here actually i just made it. all right let's hear it todd let's hear it so the lines just came out and it mm-hmm. seems that the leafs are going to be playing everyone and o'reilly will be back and he's on the wing with tavares and marner so yep. my play is uh, Leafs minus a half in the first period. Um, the Leafs are one of the best first period teams in the league. Uh, I believe they're sixth or seventh in first period goals for Columbus is absolutely atrocious as you would expect. Uh, mm-hmm. They're 31st in first period goals and they're 30th in first period goals against. Um, so obviously like the Leafs, the value is not laying that insane price on them to win the game. I think there's more value to spending them to win the first period and getting off to a good start. Um, also Michael Hutchinson's in net for Columbus and he is absolutely atrocious. Like <laughs> he was NHL done three or four years ago. And the only reason he's ho- hovering around at all is just because Columbus wants to lose. And they're just what like, do you mean, sure, Todd? Let's... He got in a playoff game for Colorado last year. <laughs> I, I, I don't care. I started like, yeah, they've used Johansson and stuff in the playoffs too. When they've had to, that doesn't mean anything, but, um, yeah, Columbus is just terrible. The Leafs are good. O'Reilly's back. It seems like they're going to dress a full lineup. This maybe is one of those games where they'll just get out to a two or three one lead and kind of just coast to it. But I like them to get off to a good start and and, uh, see it through. Love it. Yep. That's a great angle. First, uh, first game on the board and first play for us. Awesome. Uh, Rocco Rogers here saying being targeting uh, first period total over one and a half against Columbus. Very good numbers, very profitable. Uh, looking at this one here tonight, we're looking at the over two. Oh yeah, it is juiced uh, up. In the total plus one ten. Would this be something either of you guys would be looking at? And then I guess just a question for you on that is that in a situation like this, where I mean, Todd, you are playing the minus one and a half or minus. 0.5 the puck line in the first period you're obviously hoping for the Leafs to get one or more in this situation would you look to play it in a tandem with uh with an over in the first period at all or would this kind of be like one stick to one side um in general like if the minus one and a half is not super juiced sure mm-hmm. but I don't I don't want to pay that kind of price or even two for a push because I don't know I don't want to back the Leafs to to win by three in the first period and I don't really yeah. see Columbus scoring much so I'm yep. just going to stick to my uh, first period puck line lease. Yeah, uh, I, I yeah, I agree completely. It looks like that's already been uh, bet into and juiced over. And yet to have uh, have to get three in the first period to just to get a winning ticket there, that's that's kind of tough. Yeah. Okay, moving on to the next game here, Todd. I'm going to go to you to get your insight on this one as you got New Jersey at home facing off against Pittsburgh. New Jersey obviously still in a position where if they could go on a run at the end of the season and put together some wins, grab some points, they could potentially catch up to Carolina. That kind of hurt their chances the other night uh, with their with the loss that they had, but it doesn't mean that it's over. It's not uh, It's not over till 
what what is the saying? Not over till the fat lady sings. Is that are you allowed to say that anymore? I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting out on this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but not over until the end of the season. We'll leave it there. Um, now Pittsburgh is going to come into this one with a little bit more desperation in terms of the fact that they're holding on to the second wild card spot in the East as it stands right now. Currently a point up on Florida and a point back of the Islanders, four and six in their last ten. Now, I did just see uh, this move on Pittsburgh here, jump from around 135, looking at best price available on Pittsburgh, up to plus 145. Todd, you're kind of the closest to the Devils throughout this season. Obviously, Russ is holding on to uh, a few tickets we've heard yeah. about so far this year. Yeah. But where, where you're at with the Devils tonight, you think this price is pretty accurate, it's pretty uh, appropriate for where, where they are and how, they're, uh, how they've been playing at home this season? Yeah, I think this price is fair, honestly. Both teams are playing super well at Fires 5 right now, but Pittsburgh's goaltending has just been so bad, and they've also had defense injuries, so I think that's kind of baked into the price here. I don't really see value on either side. I think, the, obviously, as you mentioned, the Penguins are desperate for every point they can get, whereas the Devils just got embarrassed for literally the first time this year, so I don't think they're just going to come out and lay an egg again either. I think... You're kind of going to see the best of both teams in this one, and I just I think the price is about where it should be. Right. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, I pretty much agree. I'm going to be rooting for the Devils here. Um, initially, I did sort of lean the over. Two very very fast paced teams, two high event high event teams, uh, but it looks like yeah, that's very much juiced up. Minus 125 is is not playable there. I would need closer to minus 115 to look that way. Um, so I think I think everything is pretty much on market in this game. These teams are. Uh, are pretty comparable. I think, you know, I think that like, like Todd said, Pittsburgh's been struggling on defense and they have a little bit worse goaltending. But other than that, these, I think these teams are fairly comparable. Um, so I'll just be rooting for a devil's, a devil's win here and uh, no play for me. Yeah, Remind us again, Russ, what we're holding on to with the devils there. Yeah. 50 to one to win the uh, Stanley cup and then 30 to one to win the, uh, the conference. That's the good stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's the good stuff right there. And it was it was such a weird, you know, I've talked about this many, many times, but it's just like one of those things earlier in the year where they won like five in a row and they're priced down there with the Islanders and the right. Predators at the time. And I'm just kind of thinking, you know, this team is a lot better than uh, than 50 to one. So we'll see, you know, the last couple of weeks have been a kind of a struggle, but, you know, it's hard to say when they get in the playoffs, if they don't just turn it on again. Russ, cool. do you have a team that you cheer for? Uh, like yeah, I got. I like the Abs. I'm an Abs okay. fan for sure. You know, through and through. I try not to uh, let that bias go into any of my betting because you know, yeah. obviously, this uh, sports betting and um, all of this is number one for me for sure. And I know that's a that's a lot different than some people on this show, which is completely fine. Uh, so it's more of a, you know, this is more of an, of an investment thing for me, but I did grow up closest to the abs. I've been to a couple of abs games, obviously seeing them win the cup last year, just, you know, solidified that fandom a little bit more. Um, so yeah, I definitely cheer for the abs, you know, above anyone else. Fair enough. All right, there you go. So, so money, you, you and so money might end up having a little beef this year as it gets down to the Western Conference. If those two teams end up in the in the Western <laughs> Conference Finals again, going oh, that'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> that'd be awesome. Uh, all right, 
we'll move on here uh, from that game. We feel accurately priced, so we'll leave it alone. But another team who's vying for a playoff position and chasing right behind Pittsburgh as it stands right now, the Florida Panthers, one point out of a playoff spot, one point out of a playoff spot, point back of Pittsburgh, same games played, two points back of the Islanders here. Six and four in their last ten. They're coming into this one on a three-game win streak. Seems like after Keith Kachuk called them out in Toronto media the other day, saying they were soft and getting autographs before the games, and they needed to focus on winning. Things have started to turn around for them, kind of getting themselves into into position. But they're going to need to pick up all the points that they can get. They're going to have a decent opportunity to do so here tonight against Buffalo at home, where they've been actually pretty good at home, 21, 12, and 4. But, Russ, you're not looking for a side or a total in this one. You're going to the player props for tonight's game. What are you looking at for player props in this one? Yep, yeah, we're going to go back to the well here with Carter Verhage's over shots. Yes, props. yes. I mean, this guy. This <laughs> I have that too. <laughs> that makes me feel awesome. No, this kid has absolutely just been crushing it. He just is on the ice all the time. He's absolutely just crushing it. These Some of these shots on goals, he's had, had eight last game, and we, we cashed that over. He's had nine. He, he's had over four and nine of the last eleven. And you're facing this Buffalo team that you know can't stop anybody at all. So I think you know. I honestly, I think this will be a pretty good game. I was very surprised to see the Panthers minus one eighty, minus one ninety, because I te- I think these teams match up really well. And I think it you know it should be a pretty high scoring game. You got a total of seven and a half. Um, Buffalo's allowed the 26 most shots on goals this season. So I think this is a fair play. I think it probably should be juiced over, you know, minus 140 or minus 150. And so if they're going to keep lining that, at, you know, I think that minus 115 at Bet Rivers, I'll take that every yeah. time. So that that's the route I'm going to go is uh, Carter Verhage over three and a half goals again. And honestly, if they keep putting it at minus 115-ish, we'll probably keep playing it, especially against these inferior opponents or these poor defensive teams. So there you go, lock in the uh, over three and a half shots on goal for Carter Verhage, minus 114. And Todd, you said you had this one yourself, so I'll let, you, uh, I'll let you elaborate on your thoughts on this one as well. So Because it's double best bet for Carter Verhage, over three yeah, and a half shots on goal. Yeah, pretty much everything you said. Like He's been teeing off pretty much all season, honestly, especially at home. He has a 67% hit rate. Um, last 10 games, the only guys averaging more attempts are McKinnon, Pasternak, and Vantanen. Uh, the Panthers shoot a ton every night. He's been the number one target. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, he got moved up to the top power play as well, which has helped. And then, as was mentioned, the Sabres play kind of a high event style. They give up a lot of shots. This is just like the perfect environment for a player who doesn't honestly really need a good environment to even hit. So I think this price is very generous. Mm-hmm. Uh, quite frankly, honestly, I think four and a half of this price would be more appropriate or heavily, mm-hmm. heavily juiced for three and a half. So I'm on Verhage as well. Awesome. Yeah, we didn't, you know, we didn't even talk about it before the uh, before this aired. So that makes me feel fantastic. I love that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. The messages that get sent ahead, it's always the games. We see what games you guys have got, what you guys are leaning towards there, and then the rest is just props. And then we wait to get <laughs> into those. So to line Tuesdays. up on this one, pretty good. <clears throat> pretty good. Um, all right. So anything there's nothing else in that game there between Buffalo and Florida that we're looking at. So continue to move on. And again, just a reminder to people in the chat, first and foremost, as so money brings up on the screen. If you haven't already, smash the like button, hit that like button, make sure to subscribe here to the Edgework HQ YouTube channel. All the support is greatly appreciated. And if there's anything that comes up here throughout the show that you have questions about, any games that you're looking at, any bets that you guys have yourselves, please make sure to send them in the chat and we'll get to those as well. But moving on here 
Ottawa, Carolina. Sends on the road facing off against the Carolina Hurricanes here tonight. And uh, this Sens team currently on a two-game losing streak and on the road so far this season, 15-20-3, whereas now Carolina's in a spot, yes, they're facing off against maybe a lighter opponent here tonight in the Senators, but as I mentioned with the Devils, where the Devils could catch up, Carolina is in a position where they do need to continue to grab points, win games here the best that they can, uh, and make sure to stack some of those up if they do want to maintain first in the Metro Division. They are coming into this one on a two-game win streak, 26-10-3 at home so far this season, having just beaten the Islanders here 2-1 to one recently. Russ, I'm going to you again here. You're not looking at a cider total. We're back to player props in this oh. one between these guys. No, <laughs> don't, don't do it again. No, I, I would imagine this is not the same one because I feel like this is a little bit of a hidden one. But it's a similar – I mean, I'm sure we have the similar – handicap on this game it's very similar to to the last handicap when you're going to get this team you know kind of in a buy low situation in a great environment against a terrible defensive team um so the way i'm going to go is brady ski brady ski over two and a half goals at i believe plus 135 is the one i found um i just like this i'd like this look i like this defensive and i like brady to get you know three goals or three shots here this Ottawa team is terrible on defense. Yeah, plus 130 is just fine there. Um, the Ottawa team is pretty poor on defense, 27th in scoring chances allowed. Um, Carolina's third in shots on goal. I think, you know, they should be able to kind of call their call their shots on this one. And and uh, I think it probably will be a, end up being a blowout in uh, in the Hurricanes' favor. But, you know, similar to the last last handicap, this I think this is just mispriced. I think it probably should be closer to even money. And, um the uh, the Sens give up the 26 most points to defensemen in the league. So I think the you know you could either look at <clears throat> at Brady Ski here or Brent Burns for uh, for the Hurricanes. And Brady Ski just has a much better price at the plus 130. He's gone over that total in four of the last six games. So I'm happy to play that uh, over two and a half at plus 130. All right, so we'll take uh, Brady Shea uh, over two and a half shots on goal plus 130 DraftKings. FanDuel available there if you're in Ontario. Botano also available. Uh, so make sure to shop around. If you uh, if you don't have these books that are being brought up on screen here, you see anything that you uh, you sit there and say, well, I wish I had that price. Now's the time to sign up for these books. You can do so with the link in the description of this video or go to betstamp.app slash edgework to sign up for these books. Uh, Todd, yeah, any thoughts whatever. on that? Uh, Brady Shea, Brady Ski. I don't, I don't know how to pronounce any of these guys' <laughs> names. So. Russ, have you ever seen the <laughs> dumb American of, uh, of Chance the Rapper doing yeah, the Madison yeah. Square Garden? Yeah, yeah, yeah talking says, hockey. That's Brady exactly Shea. why I say that. That's why I say that talking hockey every morning. Yeah, that's hilarious. No, I, I you know, that's going to happen a number of times on the show, especially once I start doing more and more player props. So I have, I have no issue with that. <laughs> Brady Shea, my bad, my bad. It is what it is. Also, <laughs> how you look at S-K-J-E-I, and the first thing that comes to mind is Shea. So that makes it. Yeah, I, I get it. I got it. That was a yeah. complete guess. <laughs> Todd, right. any thoughts for you on uh, on Brady Shea's uh, pro, uh, shots, shots, <laughs> shots on goal here? <laughs> Yeah, I think that's a good look too. Uh, it's not my bet, but I agree that it's a good spot for Burns and Shea. Uh, my play is Sebastian Aho over two and a half shots, mm-hmm. minus 120, I believe. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if that's still around. Um, 
He's hit in 59% of his uh, games this year, 67% of his home games over the last 30. Uh, the Senators have really given up a lot of shots of late, uh, which makes sense because Shabbat and Chikorin are both out, so the defense is really depleted. Mm-hmm. Um, past 10 games, Senators are 25th allowed in shots against per game to centers. Um, so, yeah, Aho does his best work at home. Sen's given up a lot of shots, missing a couple of defensemen. I think this is a good spot for Aho. All yeah, right, that so was track. I looked at too. We're gonna we're gonna track this at uh, minus one twenty five because it seems to be more widely available, uh, sure. especially for North America. If that's all right, Todd, are you good yep. with or into the U.S. as well? Uh, if you are in Ontario, obviously, or in Canada, you can get some uh, little better prices on that. So make sure. Oh, here we go. Them, but there you go. <laughs> Cash <laughs> the over for anybody. The lucky <laughs> But there you go, Sebastian Ajo over two and a half shots on goal, uh, and uh, we'll lock that one in here. So I think that's all the plays that we have in this Sens-Carolina game. But um, I saw someone here in the chat also bring up Daniel H. saying, if you're doing that for Brady Shea, uh, might as well sprinkle his anytime goal scorer. He has been on a tear. I'll pull up the odds here, but do you guys have any thoughts on adding a Brady Shea? I'm not saying we have to lock this in, but any thoughts for yourselves on what a, a Brady Shea anytime goal would look like if that would be something that you'd be interested in? There we go. Plus 510. Oh, yeah, okay. I was I was certainly looking into this as well. Um, yeah, I think that plus five ten is a fairly good number. Let me see here. Um, I mean, I think we could probably sprinkle on it just because he's been playing so well recently. Uh, he's had he scored uh, against Montreal and then uh, Boston. Uh, I think you could probably sprinkle what I mean quarter of a unit on it. All right. Yeah, we could do that quarter unit on this on a Brady Shea anytime goal scorer. We'll lock that in and. Uh, I could, yeah, just because I could see, I could see the Canes getting to five goals here, and uh, you know, any time that that you have that variance, I think that's not a bad play at all. All right, there you go. Bunch of plays locked in in this Sens Carolina game. Again, as a reminder, I will recap them all at the end of the show. We'll go through everyone that was given out here today, the prices we played them at, the amount of units that we put on each and each one of these games. We'll go through all of those at the very end to recap it all. But moving on to the next game here tonight, Detroit on the road taking on the Montreal Canadiens. Detroit is four and six in their last ten. They are coming off a win against the Leafs the other night. Montreal, on the other hand, three-game losing streak. They've not been too great at home. 16, 19, and 3. You see them, they're a team who's filtering guys in and out of the lineup, whether they're uh, injured or resting or whatever it is, just trying to get down to the bottom of the league standings to get themselves into a better position to get that first overall pick. But, Todd, what are you looking at here tonight between the Red Wings and the the Montreal Canadiens? Uh, I'm on the Red Wings. I played it last night um, at minus 110, I believe, but uh, minus 118, minus 120 is still available, and I would definitely still do that. Um, the Habs just kind of suck, honestly. They have so many injuries. Uh, the top six is littered with like mid-tier prospects and journey and forwards like Alex Belzil or however you say it. He's like 31. He's never had good stats. He's in their top six. Um, the last 10 games, the Habs have a 38% high danger chances at five on five. They're getting caved in every night. Now they're starting Caden Primo, who has an 876 save percentage through 20 NHL games. He's not very good, I don't think. Um, For all the Red Wings' faults, um, they have a lot more talent than Montreal does. They're much better defensively, and I would definitely take Billy Huso over Caden Primo. So 
I think there's edges everywhere for Detroit. Detroit's still trying to win and finish strong. They're not going to make the playoffs, but they're kind of window dressing it right now and making it look mm-hmm. like they were in the race, whereas the Habs are just trying to lose, I feel like, uh, and drop as many points as possible. So uh, basically priced as a coin flip, I definitely see an edge on Detroit here. Yep. Yeah, I tend to agree. Um, I am a little bit higher on Detroit here, but it's not enough for to make a play for me, but I definitely lean lean towards the Red Wings, so I agree. All right, a team that's been playing a little bit better hockey as of late, the Philadelphia Flyers, uh, just in terms of uh, being at least in some of these games. looks like if you turn on uh, any Flyers game, they're at least competitive in some of them. We did kind of get screwed in the one the other day with uh, Philly not being able to put up any shots on the Ottawa Senators and then still managing to Mm -hmm. put that one into OT. That was a... Uh, sends goaltending masterclass there that, that we got just, to witness. Yeah. That was a weird <laughs> but, game, yeah. Yeah, but on the road tonight, taking on the St. Louis Blues. Uh, Russ, what would you be looking at if you were trying to make a play here? I know you were, weren't uh, quite set on anything yet, but uh, where are you at as it stands right now, 20, 20 minutes into the show? If anything yeah. has changed, what would you be looking for? Yeah, just like last week um, here, we are on Sandstrom watch. Um, if we do get Felix Sandstrom in goal, we will play the over. <clears throat> if we do end up with uh, Sandstrom versus Bennington, the over here, over six and a half, is one of my favorite plays on the card. You know, you could you could go back and watch uh, last week's rant about Felix Sandstrom. <laughs> he's, just, he's just one of the worst backup goalies in the league. Um, you know, you kind of saw that last week when we hit that over against Ottawa. Um, and then we played against him after that also and won both of those. Um, but yeah, 90th in goals saved above expectation and Bennington is 96th above goals and expectations. So, th- I mean, this is a fairly straightforward handicap, two very, very poor defensive teams and two very, very bad goalies. Um, so I wish I was, I've been updating my phone, refreshing, hoping for a Sandstrom announcement but we haven't got it yet so unfortunately i won't be able to lock it in right now because there's such a difference between carter hart um but once we do get that confirm confirmation on sandstrom you know hit that lock that in right away over six and a half that's the way i'm looking so mh albany here asking with sandstrom in net what should the correct odds be on over six and a half what would you kind of be looking at there uh russ on that I mean, I honestly, with Sandstrom and Net and this uh, Blues team on defense, it, it probably should be a seven, a, a closer to an even seven, uh, minus 110 both ways. So anything on six and a half, I'm going to be playing over there. Um, you know, if just on the odds on six and a half, if, if, you know, if you wanted me to calculate that, it would probably be like minus 155 on the over or something like that, just because I'm so ho- I'm so heavy on the over and I'm so down on, on Sandstrom, like I talked about last year. I mean, this St. Louis team is 27th in expected goals allowed and uh, Philadelphia is 28th in expected goals allowed. So neither of these teams can stop any, any plays. So, I mean, I wish we could lock it in right now. It's just such a big difference between Sandstrom and, and Hart that I would just say monitor it and uh, monitor, monitor the bet stamp app and, you know, hopefully we'll get it. All right. So nothing there in that one, but keep an eye out for goalie announcements as we move along. And uh, Russ, I'm go back to you here for this next game. Uh, another one that we hadn't quite finalized anything in, but maybe things have shifted here. But it's a very similar race, at least to what we're seeing in the Metro division in terms of Vegas 
three points up on the Kings here. They're four points up on the Oilers. You've seen the Kings a point up on Edmonton. All those teams jammed right into that cluster there, trying to sort it out as they all three have five games remaining in the regular season here. So it's going to be a battle to finish this one out and determine who's got home ice, who could finish first out there in the uh, in the Pacific Division in the West. And then as we were discussing, hey, like maybe Nashville's a team that could jump in. And Todd is very familiar with uh, our opinions on the Nashville predators here on on the tuesday show how we've kind of felt about them russ you've seen it as well when we've talked about it with so money on the thursday show how we <laughs> felt about nashville and they were close they inched close and closer and closer to the possibility of making it into the playoffs after a 5-1 loss to the dallas stars yesterday uh it kind of felt like obviously not mathematically finished but it felt uh like emotionally that was it for the nashville predators that was kind of the end of their playoff hopes but tonight plus 123 at home against the vegas golden knights we're seeing this one over six for the total where do you kind of come in on this one and what would you be looking at for uh if you were like looking to make a play in this game tonight yeah yeah i think um you know i was waiting a little bit on the goalie confirmation for the preds we could see kevin lankin in here um we could see who's a soros on the back-to-back but i don't think it really matters i'm gonna take the golden knights here on the road minus 125 and i think you can go ahead and lock that in now because if we do see lankin in confirmed <clears throat> that will probably shoot up to minus 140 or so, minus 145. And uh, this is not a traditional play for me to take a favorite on the road like this. But this is a yeah, this is a play against this Nashville Predators team who I think has pretty much just given up after last night. Yeah, exactly like Zach said, man. They uh Suze Soros was just completely not himself at all, gives up five goals on 21 shots and an 808 save percentage. And uh, they're just kind of realizing that the season's kind of over and they're, you know, they'd, they'd, ha- they'd need to go six and one, I think, in their last seven games or so just to just to flirt with the spot. So that's that's kind of the handicap that I'm going with here. This Vegas Knights team is awesome on the road, 25, seven and six on the road this year. And despite their numbers on defense, they're, the Knights have been poor, poor on defense, but they just keep winning. For some reason, they just keep winning. And uh, I don't you know, I, I don't love backing quick here on the road. But I just think I think they'll be able to put enough shots on goal that that I think they'll be able to overpower this Predators team. So I think minus one twenty five is a good play, and that's the way that's the way I'm going. Okay, so we locked that in. That is the money line for the Vegas Golden Knights minus one twenty five available at DraftKings right now. Uh, where would you kind of play this up to, Russ? As we are seeing some minus one twenty sevens, minus one thirty, yeah. getting to minus one thirty three, one thirty five out there. We're seeing it push past that. So where would you be comfortable playing this to for anyone who might not have access to that one twenty five? Yeah, I mean, if we get uh, Jose Saros on a back-to-back, I would probably cut it off right around there. Minus 125, minus 130 would be the max I would go. Um, if we do end up getting Kevin Lincoln in confirmed in goal, I would go up to minus 140 or so. I think there's value all the way up to minus 140. And yeah, like you said, some of that value is disappearing. Minus 137 already at FanDuel, I'm seeing. So we could probably, you know, there's probably people that already know that Lincoln is starting here and that, you know, the Preds are done for this year so i think that's something to monitor as well man like uh you know that that number could shoot up right away that's why i wanted to get that minus 125 in so yeah i'd probably you know i'd probably play 10 or 15 cents more and that's about it 
Okay. And Rich H saying here, Vegas and reg or Vegas minus one and a half. Would either of these prices, either of these uh, markets be of interest to either of you guys? Um, I'll pull this back up on screen here, but kind of looking at for the minus one and a half plus 188 on Vegas. And then uh, in terms of in regulation, Vegas plus 118 in regulation. Would either yeah. of those be a, a way that you would look to play this one tonight? Yeah, certainly. If you're looking for um, yeah higher odds or a lot more juice or just to add to a parlay or something like that to juice it up, I would go the minus one and a half. Just like we saw last night, this this Preds team, you know, they could just get dominated. They could just not show up at all tonight. And we could see like a 6-2, six, six a 5-1 game again. So I would definitely lean towards that higher, um, like minus one and a half at plus 180. I think that's a lot better than the, than the regulation line. Okay. And Todd, any thoughts on this one? Is there any way that you'd look to play this? Is this maybe a, a Nashville stinks? I'm going to back them tonight. Uh, I'm just angry at Vegas for last night. Cause I played the wild. I got some juicy CLV and then they blew it with 30 seconds left. I yeah, believe in the shootout and then lost that. And I was like, ah, Vegas, yeah. I have a tough time with, but I agree in general. Um, like if they're going to win in regulation, there's a good chance that either they win by multiple goals or there's an empty net situation while they're sure. defending the lead late. So I think right. um, that's like a pretty big price difference for yeah. what correlates anyways. Um, so I have no problem with that. All right. Uh, moving on here. A few more games left. I know these are games that we didn't necessarily have plays in. So we'll look at these briefly. And if anybody in the chat has any questions, make sure to let us know. But first one I'm going to go to here. Uh, we're looking at the Calgary Flames at home against the Chicago Blackhawks tonight, and they are laying a massive price. The best price that you can find available, minus 417 right now for the Calgary Flames. Looking, it's getting up to minus 450. I see a book here that's uh, pulled up to minus 556. That it might be just a rogue 550 out there. What but the heck? It is, it is touching out there on that for Calgary here tonight at home. Uh, even looking at this, I'm I'll, I'll swear to God. <laughs> yeah, <literally. laughs> I see it. Oh my God. Um, wow, it, it's out there. It exists. Um, wow. If you guys are looking at this price here for tonight on Calgary, do you think this is justified? I know that they've been playing much better lately. They are still pushing for a playoff spot. Uh, but as Alex B. Smith has said multiple times, <laughs> I stole it from him. Like must win does not equal will win. Calgary is in must win territory right now, but minus 417 at home like is this just a little bit of a ridiculous number is this fair where are we at on on calgary minus 417 uh well i have a couple of different ways to look at this so the first one is like the flames don't deserve that price at all even though they need to win and have been playing much better um but they have a tough they have a tough time it seems against teams like the ducks the jackets the hawks where they're super favorites and they they tend to go down and struggle and have to pull a rabbit out of their hat late. But at the same token, the Hawks are dead last and they are holding on to the highest Bedard odds with a death grip right now. They cannot afford to win games. So I just don't really <laughs> want a part of it. I, I do have a prop in this game. I don't know if you want me to give it now or later. How many props do you have left? I only have one more prop left. All right, give for it. For this game. Okay. So I actually just added this a few minutes ago. I did uh, Mackenzie Weger over two and a half shots, uh, minus 108. Um, he has been shooting a lot lately uh, against the Hawks this year. He has five shots and four shots uh, on 13 combined attempts. Um, the, the Flames are kind of a team that just uh, 
spray shots from all over the offensive zone. Mm-hmm. They just try and bang and rebounds. They don't really like grind it out and work for that one chance. They kind of just hammer pucks from everywhere. Um, and the Hawks are not a good defense team. Uh, so I just think that's a good price for Uyghur, especially with uh, how good his volume has been lately. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that looks great. Yep. <laughs> Is yeah, there I anything mean, else we would be looking at in this one, Russ? I don't I don't think so, man. Todd pretty much covered it. I do want just pulling up that Uyghur prop that looks that looks awesome. Uh, this Calgary Flames team is actually second in the league in shots on goal, which is, you know, just you know, a testament to how weird their season has been. Uh, but yeah, yeah we talked about this Flames team so much. I don't want to waste any more time on this. And obviously this Blackhawks team lost eight in a row. They're not even trying to win. So yeah, this is a stay away for me. Flames yeah. minus five fifty six. Lock, <laughs> lock in the rope price. The Fezic, yeah, the Fezic lock of the day. The minus five fifty yeah. units. <laughs> well, I was scrolling. I was like, I wonder how far this price has gone on some of these books because sometimes there's just one sneaking down there. And I saw that pop off. I'm like, oh my god, I got to bring this up. Like, <laughs> it just like tells you that, that that book might have a like a couple of massive bets on uh, on the Blackhawks, you know, or, or on the on the Flames, and they want you know Blackhawks <laughs> action. They want no Flames, no more Flames action. So it's kind of an interesting <laughs> price like that. Anytime you well, can lay uh, $180 extra for the same result, you just have to go there and do it. <laughs> yeah. This is a prime example of why you have multiple sports books, but yeah. it is concerning that there's probably somebody out there who's playing that tonight or throwing that in some type of parlay and being oh, like, absolutely. Oh, this is free tonight. This is free. Throwing in Calgary Flames minus 550. <laughs> I looked it up, and that's an 85 implied win probability. That's so ridiculous. <laughs> The Flames oh, are like a 500 team. Yeah. That's <laughs> <nuts>. <laughs> well, you guys are talking about the luck that Calgary has had just briefly. I saw this on the broadcast the other night. I was watching one of their games, and it was like uh, most the, cal- for Calgary, stats for Calgary, most posts hit, hit in the NHL this season. Um, zero third period, one goal deficit comebacks. Um, most like one goal leads blown. Uh, like It was like all these different things that were just like they just – can't get it done they can't find ways tied in the third period the record was something ridiculous where they lost majority of games if they were tied in the third period it's just like yeah this team can't figure it out once they, it gets there they are literally 36 and 41 and they're laying minus 556 <laughs> <laughs> they don't even win half their games yeah that's, that's crazy. impressive and someone out there is betting that tonight guys someone oh, yeah. out there is betting that tonight all right a uh, few games left. Let's look to uh, So Money's Vancouver Canucks at home plus money price against the Seattle Kraken. Uh, Todd, go to you first on this one. You're looking at Seattle, Vancouver, Seattle on the road here, minus 111 for Seattle, total at six and a half. Anything interesting for you in this one? Uh, no, because like Seattle's second in the league in expected goals over the last 10 games. They're actually playing really well. Uh, and they're still trying to get as many points as they can get here. But they started Grubauer last night, which means we're probably going to see Jones tonight. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have the numbers in front of me, but like a week ago when I looked at them uh, for the show, he was dead last in save percentage in 2023. So I don't really want to get involved with that, uh, with the way the Canucks have been playing. Um, so I don't have anything here. I think it's going to be a kind of muddy game where the shots are like 26, 23. And I just don't want to get involved on Merton Jones, so I'm just going to sit this one out. 
Yeah, <clears throat> similar sentiment here. I think, you know, we, everyone should be on the Martin Jones watches. So, like, the, literally one of the worst goalies in the league. Um, and I, honestly, I have I have both these teams fairly fairly evenly priced um, with the way that this Canucks team has been playing recently and the way they've been playing defense recently. I think this will be a really, really good game. I think that, you know, we could see it depends on who we have in goal, but if we have Grubauer versus Demko, I think it probably is a little more low scoring, but I think it's a, like a one goal game. And um, there's just not enough value on either side here for me to take a play. I, you know, I think this will be a very fun game to watch, but no play for me. Well, there you go. So money, we're all Canucks tonight. So, <laughs> and it's Demko versus Jones, maybe, yeah. But if it, it, yeah, if they have Jones in goal, and you can get a plus money number on the Canucks, I, I don't mind that look at all. All right, couple games left. Let's go to this one. This is one I'm in. I'm excited to to watch. I will definitely have this one on later tonight, and just monitoring what's happening here. I have a feeling come playoff time. Now, this is just strictly just based on watching these two teams play this season. But I think if the LA Kings and the Edmonton Oilers match up in the first round, LA is a team that could give the Oilers a little bit of a run for their money, like we saw what happened with them last year. And I think LA actually has improved significantly since where they were at last year when they faced off against Edmonton uh, in the playoffs. So I think that this is going to be an interesting one to watch. They're obviously chasing each other in the standings here. Uh, Edmonton a point back of LA right now. LA at home plus 116 against the Edmonton Oilers. Russ, is this just based off of how good the Oilers have been over the last little while? They're getting this uh, favored price on the road at LA, a team that is ahead of them in the standing so far? Yeah, I, I suppose so. But, you know, on the other side of the puck i guess this uh, the king's team has been playing awesome also seven two and one yeah. their last 10 i mean they're just playing absolutely awesome and they're just playing great defense these teams are kind of opposite as far as uh, the styles they play uh, obviously edmonton wants to skate fast they score a ton of goals whereas on the other side this king's team is good at defense third and expected goals allowed the last 10 games uh, i think this number is fairly right on i've got uh, Stuart skinner projected and Jonas Corposalo. So you guys can tell me if you think that might be right or wrong, but I think that's who will get in goal tonight for them. And with, if I plug those guys into my model, I think this number is pretty much spot on, um, you know, gun to my head. I probably would lean to the Oilers just because they're playing so amazing. 48 goals in the last 10 games is just absolutely insane. Second and expected goals. So you kind of assume that offense gets the better of the defense, you know, in, in this matchup, but then take into account that the Kings are playing at home and they're pretty good team at home. It's, this is just, just like that last game. This is such a, a close matchup and there's just not enough value on either side for me here that I probably won't have a play on this game, honestly. All right, fair enough. Todd, is there anything you would look at in this one between the Oilers and the Kings tonight? Yes, I just whipped whipping it up now. Uh, I'm actually going to do a little uh, player prop parlay, uh, cool. and one of the legs is from this game. Uh, okay. So Adrian Kempe over two and a half shots uh, against the Oilers. Uh, Kempe has a near 60% hit rate this season and over 60% at home. And uh, I don't know if you can see here. But here's his log hold on, against. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> there you go. Here's his log against the Oilers. Okay. A lot of green there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I like Kempe. He shoots a lot. He shoots a lot at home, and he kills the Oilers. Uh, and then I'm going to combine that with Dylan Larkin uh, over two and a half shots for the Wings. Um, as mentioned, the Habs are basically just 
sleepwalking through the season at this point. They're giving up a ton of shots, and uh, Larkin's their main man. Uh, he's also hit in five straight against the Habs, put up some sevens, fives, sixes, big numbers. So um, I'm, I'm trying to see what it equates to when I parlay them real quick. Uh, but Larkin and Kempe, over two and a half, uh, plus 156 you can get. Nice. So I like that. All right. So I'm just pulling this in. We'll track this uh, on here for uh, – yeah, okay. Uh, Dylan Larkin, over uh, two and a half, minus 165, best price available. But uh, make sure that we track this on the same book here. So I'll do that in the back as we go along. But uh, sure. anything else for you in the in that Kings-Oilers uh, Oilers game, Todd? Is that kind of where you where you draw the line, just the Kempe shots on goal? Yeah, that'll probably be it. It depends on goaltending. Like, uh, Corpus Allo's been playing super well, and then obviously Skinner has been really, really good. If the Oilers sneak in Campbell, I haven't checked who they've been using lately, but if they snuck in Campbell by chance, I would definitely play the Kings uh, plus money at home, but I don't think that's going to happen. I'm pretty yeah. sure this is a big game for both teams in the standings, so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm expecting that it'll be Skinner versus Corpus Allo. And it'll just, be, it'll just be a game where I don't really have anything, but I'll definitely be watching. Like, it'll just, high intensity, a lot on the line, two good teams. Yeah, this is a straight up, you know, playoff environment game. These these two teams are, you know, basically already locked in, and uh, yeah, that's exactly what's yeah. going to be. Yeah, I see they're one point apart, so they're basically fighting for home ice. So mm-hmm. I think it'll be a fun game for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right, and uh, so money here saying Oilers in three. Get out of here with that. That's, that's enough of that. <laughs> I actually am really high on the Oilers team, uh, but the Kings as well. Like outside of the Avs, I think the Kings and the Oilers are the two best teams in the West if the Avs are healthy, of course. So I like I'm really high on both of them. Yeah, I think it's gonna be super fun. Mm-hmm. All right, final game of the night. Uh, looking to San Jose at home against the Colorado Avalanche. Russ, your Colorado Avalanche here minus two twenty two against the Sharks. Two twenty two against the Sharks on the road tonight. Looking at an over six and a half plus one oh two on some of these books out here right now. Uh, where do you kind of come in on this game? Is there anything playable for you in this one? Uh, not necessarily. I basically, I've got this fairly on market. Uh, I've got, you know, I've got just around minus two fifteen, but I'm not going to get involved with this San Jose team here. The Sharks team is kind of weird, man. They they're absolutely awful, but they've rattled off three wins in a row, but they've only got eight wins at home this, this season. Like they're absolutely terrible while playing in San Jose. So it's kind of an anomaly. And this is a big game for the abs. They need to keep stacking up wins. So I could see them, you know, there's, you know, they're not going to, Slack tonight, I think they're going to have all of their players and uh, Georgiev in net. So I think the Avs should take care of business here. There will be no play for me on this one. Yeah, right. I uh, I played the Avalanche in regulation last night, and I also parlayed them yesterday with just the Leafs on the money line to get even yeah. money, which I thought was ridiculous. But uh, basically everything you said, like the Sharks are really bad. The Avs still need to win this. Um, but – I, I was looking in the player market as well, but McKinnon's super juiced, and this feels like a spot where the Avs could go up 4-1 mid-second, yeah. and then McKinnon plays like eight minutes over the next 30. and just So I don't really want to get involved there. Yep, I, I think the Avs are going to take care of business, but the prices now are uh, more accurate and where they should be. So I'm, I'm just sitting this one out at this point for the show. Yep, and especially, you know, it looks like Kapo Kakinen is locked in for the Sharks in goal. He's awful. Absolutely been terrible this year. So I did see that, and it's like, yeah, minus 160 on regulation seems like, you know, 
probably a kind of a discounted price on the abs. I, I did lean that way. And then, yeah, San Jose is 30th in scoring chances allowed. So I think props would be a great way to look at also the, the uh, abs should just pepper this team with shots all, all night. And honestly, Capo Cogman is probably not going to stop many of them. I could see some point props too. I haven't even looked into it, but yeah. this strikes me, like I said, like the abs could go up four nothing or something very early. Definitely. And then just, and then just kind of playing everybody and you can kind of get uh, value on guys like Evan Rodriguez or maybe like the second liners. Sure. Right. Okay, yeah. No, before, we ra- before we wrap this one up, go through these picks here. Uh, Todd, I have to ask you, you've been doing this now re- more recently. Uh, Russ and I, I know are probably pretty interested in this as well. Russ has gotten more into the player props. I feel like you're going to drag him deeper and deeper into the hole as we go along here. Yeah. Penalty <laughs> minute props. What do you got here tonight? You got any penalty minute props for tonight's games? Plenty on no, the board. No, I was look I was looking. Like, are they out now? I was looking like throughout oh yeah. I don't know. I, I don't even look. I just wait until you tell me and then I don't even know where to find them. At the start of the show <laughs> at the start of the show I was looking and there wasn't any, but I see that okay. they're starting to come out now. Okay. Uh, let me just uh pull up some penalty minute stats. Okay. You do that. I'll start to run through these yeah. picks that we have here from today. Okay. So for anybody who's watching today's show or anybody who watched, uh, I mean, yesterday's show, it looks like we had ourselves a decent day there yesterday, back two and two. We go 26% ROI on the day on four best bets. But if you want to see those picks that we've given out throughout the course of the year, you can go over to the BetStamp app, find us in the Find Better section as Edgework HQ. Unfortunately, as I have mentioned, uh, our picks are hidden until the game time, but you can come to the show, come to the end of the show as well, and see all them all recapped here all at once so we'll go through today's picks we will start with todd's player prop shot parlay here adrian kempe over two and a half shots on goal combined with dylan larkin over two and a half shots on goal that one came out to us at plus 152 was where we locked this one in that was for a full unit on that one that is dylan larkin over two and a half shots on goal adrian kempe over two and a half shots on goal parlayed at plus 152 then we are looking at the Toronto Maple Leafs first period puck line minus 0.5 minus 102 a full unit there Toronto Maple Leafs first period puck line minus 0.5 minus 102 then we are all going to go to the Florida Panthers Buffalo Sabres game we got Carter Verhage over three and a half shots on goal minus 114 that is Verhage over three and a half shots on goal minus 114 full unit there Three best bets in the Ottawa-Carolina game. So we're going to start with Brady Shea over 0.5 goals. And any anytime goal score, plus 510 for a quarter unit. So for us, that is a $25 bet on a $100 unit size. Quarter unit, Brady Shea over 0.5 goals, plus 510. Sebastian Ajo over 2.5 shots on goal, minus 125. Full unit there. Ajo over 2.5 shots on goal, minus 125. As well as Brady Shea over 2.5 shots on goal, plus 130 full unit on that one. Now, moving down, we're looking at the Detroit-Montreal game. We are taking the Detroit Red Wings money line minus 120 against the Habs. Full unit there, Red Wings money line minus 120. Then go to the Nashville-Vegas game. Vegas minus 125 money line against Nashville tonight. Full unit on this one as well. Vegas money line minus 125 against the Preds. And then finally, final play of the, uh, of the night that we're tracking here, Mackenzie Weger over two and a half shots on goal, minus 103 against the Chicago Blackhawks. That is Mackenzie Weger over two and a half shots on goal, 
minus 103 for a full unit against the Chicago Blackhawks tonight. So there are all the picks for today. Again, if you want to see everything that was given out, uh, you can find it here at the end of the show. Uh, if you're listening on podcasts, you can look, uh, find that. Uh, you can see it on screen when you go over to our YouTube channel if you want to see them in front of you. But we do appreciate everyone for listening on podcasts as well as on YouTube. And Todd, uh, obviously we can't track these on here. There's no penalty minute uh, props that I can lock in to verify here on Betstamp. But any penalty minute props that you found here while I was going through those? Uh, there's two teams I was looking at, but there's no odds for Chicago, so that kind of sucks. Um, okay. I wanted to, I wanted to go for them for an under because they don't take many penalties and they don't have like many fighters or anything. And I think the Flames are just gonna, you know, dominate. This is a really important game for them. I don't think they're gonna be looking to grid it up. Um, and then the other team I was looking at was Montreal under nine and a half, but. I looked, and uh, two of the last three times they played Detroit, they took 30-plus PIMs, and we're getting into a bunch of fights. So yeah. <laughs> I, I just want to stay out of it just in case. So yeah, uh, the Hawks are the team I really like to under on, but there's no – like if it's under 7.5 or 8.5, 8 uh, 8.5 especially, I would do the under. Um, okay. All right. Noted. We'll take a look at those and see if you can find any penalty minutes yourself. If you do, make sure to tweet them at us. You can find us on Twitter at EdgeworkHQ. We would be happy to hear about those. Tweet at myself, uh, Todd, and Russ. You can see our Twitter handles on screen there as well, and you can tweet at the Edgework Show. We'd be happy to see the penalty minute props that you're playing. I might take a look at those if people send them in and maybe play some myself and see if we can uh, have a little fun with some penalty minutes and be cheering for or against penalties here tonight. I think those are fun ones to, uh, to root for Todd. So appreciate you bringing those to our attention. Russ, thank you very much for hopping on here on the Tuesday show yet again. Uh, very yep. much appreciate you taking the time to do so, uh, to Todd and Russ. Thank you guys for taking the time, giving the insight, the analysis as always for everyone in the chat. Appreciate you guys taking the time here today. If you haven't already subscribed to the Edgework HQ YouTube channel, please make sure to do so. If you haven't hit that like button, it is time now to smash the like button uh, before smash you leave. Smash it. Break your computer. Break your mouse. Break your mouse. Yeah, whatever you got to do, make sure to hit that like button. Subscribe to the channel. Just a quick reminder as well, for anybody who's looking for MLB, you're looking to get into MLB betting this season, coming up after this show here, there will be a link on the screen for you to click and go to Call to the Pen with John Legaza from The Athletic. He is hosting our daily MLB betting show, going through all the games for the day. So make sure to click on to John Legaza's Call to the Pen live show coming up after this at 12 o'clock Eastern time. Head on over to Call to the Pen after this. It will be up on the screen. Very easy for you to click on to. So, Russ, Todd, thank you guys for taking the time today. Russ, I'll see you on Thursday. And for everyone else who's watching here right now, I will see you all back here tomorrow morning. 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Good luck on your bets tonight.